What's up, buttholes? Welcome back to the Bad Christian Podcast. Today is an Emory Road edition. We're gonna we're doing a bunch of I don't know maybe you call it celebrating. We just finished or finishing today in San Antonio as we're going down the road. We play San Antonio tonight, and it's the final day of what I would consider to be our biggest tour that we've done in years. Very successful. Uh, we've had almost every show sold out. So thank you for everybody listening to me tell you to buy tickets, and you did it. Thank you. We've been playing for six and seven hundred people every night. It feels great, and that comes at a time when today also, well, I turned 40 today. And so it's a really good feeling to, to have all this at, at my age. Things going very well for Emory, including the fact that we released two EPs now in the last six months, which is my favorite thing of all. So we're going to premiere a new Emory song today in this episode, and that should be just right around 22 minutes if you want to skip ahead or just came for that. And the members of Emory Land already have that. They let you even farther in on what it's like being on the road. So there may be some road noise here, but, you know, deal with it. Anyway, today's show, sponsored by Quip. Quip electric toothbrushes start at just $25. And if you go to quip.com slash badchristian right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. Today's show is also sponsored by stamps.com. Get a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale when you go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter our code, BADCHRISTIAN. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever f- talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin. No, girl, it's my flesh. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, two, one. <laughs> Three sleepless nights. Okay. Well, let's just get get the get it out of the way here. Today's my 40th birthday. Okay, moving right on. God, 40 years old. That means the worst part about that is when you think about everything on your body. I do mean everything is 40 years old. Yeah. Well, I did have I had genital replacement surgery at 20, so I have the genitals of a 20 year old. Oh, and you got LASIK. Shit. I got none of that. It's awesome. I have the slong of a 20 year old man. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. It was a farm accident originally, but the technology's moved so. Good, so along so well that I was kind of glad that it happened because I'm a bionic song. God, I am that is the slowest technology ever. I can't believe how much (laughs) money there is. I mean, uh, dick pills and all of that stuff is like so much money, right? Artificial hearts, yeah, yeah, I know everything. Like, don't you think they have to be hard at work at making uh, massive cocks, right? (laughs) I mean, there's lots of scientists working on that, right? Because I mean, (laughs) the money potential there. Is is just unbelievable. I, you think? It, yeah, I mean, you you're just the money. It's a. I mean, that I mean, is how a, many boob jobs there are? I know. That's like, what I'm saying. It, it's a. It's kind of surprising that there's it, not more I cosmetic. Sur- I know there is some, I guess, but I, I'm surprised I, yeah, there's not more in that I, department. I'm really surprised, or maybe it, you know, I don't know. Anyway, listen, I was just singing Emory, and can we talk about Emory Land for a minute? Yeah, because we've been working our asses off on this, and I don't know if everybody knows about Emory Land, but we're in a band called Emory. And we tie that to the fact that you're 43. Yes. I'm 40 today, <laughs> and we. I mean, to me, I, the the thing that is interesting about that is I don't care anything about my birthday, but the fact that I'm a 40 year old and do what I do. Yeah. 
it, it's just a w- amazing feeling. I know. Because I do have some thoughts that I do want to say on this. I want to talk about Emory Land. But to me, I feel like I'm at 40. I'm glad to finally be in that club and, right. and doing what I'm doing. And doing what you're doing. Yeah. And I have the most really irritating feeling about a lot of things. It's like I'm 40 now, and I still feel like a, a kid in a way. You know, yeah. like that, right. the youthful thing. I still feel... Excited about the future. I think I'm, gonna, I'm just now getting warmed up. I'm just figuring out how things work. Right. And on the other hand, I feel that I've wasted so much <laughs> of my life. You might be surprised no. at what I'm about to say. Oh, no, I think I will be. I, I feel that in the last couple of years, especially having my kids and seeing things and just really shedding the, stu- the stupid religious stuff and the overdone stuff, yeah. stuff I've been kind of warring at my whole life, I feel... I felt like the whole time I've been trying to – I'd always known that I was a screw-up and did things different, and that wasn't right. Right. And you know Matt. He's, yes. You know. Like, you can imagine. Uh, so Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, well, I guess they're right, but I'm bad, and I'm mean. I got to do it the bad way or whatever. And now that I'm here at 40, no, I was right when I was eight. <laughs> I – I shouldn't have listened to anybody. I shouldn't have done to that church That's your and almost take. joined That's that. That's your yep. birthday yep. take. I was right. I fucking did it right. I, I, you know, I wish I would be a lot farther along if I would have not even thought that I was the bad one the whole time. Oh, boy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah I would I have been okay. If somebody, you know, and I, I'm lucky yeah. to have had escape velocity cause, and the parents I did and the opportunities I did. Privilege right. is for sure the word for it. For, yes. For sure. Yep. The word that describes it. But you recognize privilege. that. In right. spite of th- things that were barriers, yeah. I had enough privilege to be able to go my own way. But had I really gone my own way and known it, I would have figured out the other stuff. And a lot of the stuff that when I was, I was the school this and the, the try to give me diagnose me with these things and medicate me this way. That's the, right. that's what people because something's wrong with me. Right. That's what I dodged that my whole life. Yeah. And tried to figure out how to deal as a you know the smart ass or whatever the dickhead kid kicked out in the hall or whatever it was. I, I feel more like I was right, not like right. my behavior is inexcusable when I was you know being an asshole to people. I understand that, but you know I shouldn't have joined that church that was almost a cult or felt bad about my real feelings about how, what I thought about my learning or my own yeah. brain and th- those things, you know? And so now I'm 40 and I can actually defend my, that. And I can say, no, no, it's okay to do things different. And this works. Right. This works. It's okay. It's different. It's not for everybody. Nobody yeah. needs to be like me, but I need to be like me. Right. And I should have been more like me the whole time. Right. Well, and even so much, so that I can't put the second word with this. What It sounds like one of the things you're saying is like, uh, uh, it's following a system. It's a, it's systemic. Uh, like you got to submit to the system in a yes, way. I've always like felt even that so pressure. much so, money. Like I do. I am concerned about money, making money. I need it for my life and all that stuff. But in no way are you saying we've gotten rich. We've done it right. We're the, because all those things actually don't end up mattering. No. Like we we might be crafting a life that we want to live it. Right. My, and, the reason my life is for here is for me to but, live. And it's not based on, well, you, you, you made that much money or you right. had that much success or this much uh, stuff or whatever. Right. Right. Like, like the whole thing is crafting the life that you want and not having to, to submit. Yes. Yeah. And not submitting to something that you don't want to, like you can have ownership of that, whatever that looks like. And we're, we're not saying being a band or do a podcast. It might be your thing that you, can do and enjoy is, is working in an office, being a fire, whatever you want to do as a career. The point but, is yeah. you're the most qualified person to understand you. 
No, there will never be somebody more qualified that has their interest for you. I mean, your interest may be aligned with other people, yeah. including your parents, but they're right. other people than you, and they do have conflict of interest. So yeah. does your every authority figure in every institution, none of them know better than you right. what's for you. None of them can. That's, right. that's like a mathematical impossibility. Now, you can be so bad off that you really need tons of help. Right. But the stronger you are, the more you're equipped to for you to know about you. And that's, there's a scale of that, of and, course. And the, it, well, the opposite uh, side of that spectrum. is, yes, you know yourself better than anybody, and you also lie to yourself more. Right. Or, or uh, live in fear or something like that. It's like the Nike thing. Just do it. That's kind of what you got to do with life. It's, I mean, you had to know yourself in reality, though. You don't get right. to tell yourself what, what you think you're like. Right. You have to be But we don't live in reality. Brutal you, you're constantly yourself. telling yourself you're not good enough, you're shitty, or you're right. the opposite side. I'm, I'm so awesome. I deserve yeah. this. I need this. Or, I, I, you know, this happened to me, and now I need this. You know, right. you're telling yourself all these narratives and, and lies often that don't aren't the truth. You're right. If you know yourself, the reality of yourself, the what real, you do. What it, what, not not you know, who you are in the world right. brutally reality on reality's terms. If right. you if you can calibrate to that, then you are in the best position to know what is right for you. But if you don't if yeah. you're not in tune with reality and you tell yourself things and you're not hard not it's not about right. being hard on yourself, it's just about being at brutally seeking right. realities even if they're harsh. Yeah. And if you can do that, then then you're more equipped to be self determining. Then that's the, that's yep. as much as you of that you can handle. You you should be. All right, guys. I want to talk about hygiene routine. That's something I've got a lot of thoughts on. I spend a lot of time trying to streamline my routines and get them down to just the necessities. And one that I will never be able to get away from is brushing my teeth. So let's discuss it. Going back to school. It's the fall. It's time to get your shit in order. And one way to do that is to simplify your morning and evening routine. And how about a simple electric toothbrush from Quip to do that? Now, turns out most people brush their teeth wrong, and they focus on flashy gimmicks from tooth companies that do the, the weird toothbrushes and stuff like that. They keep changing every six months for no real reason. Quip is a straightforward, simple toothbrush except for it has sonic vibrations that are not a gimmick, but actually very effective that clean and are gentle on sensitive gums. So I love it. And the thing that people do wrong when they brush their teeth is they don't brush long enough. Quip has a vibration scent thing inside it that tells you and alerts you how long to brush your teeth. And some people just go on and on. Sometimes I walk around the house and get to think about something and wind up brushing my teeth for seven or eight minutes. That's a huge waste of time. Other people only do it for about 30 seconds. But there's an exact right amount of time. Your Quip toothbrush will be cleaning your teeth the right way, and it'll let you know by the two-minute pulse timer what you're what you're up to. So these brush heads are delivered automatically, so you're never having you know old, dirty brush heads. That it's very, very affordable, and 75% of us use worn-out old bristles, and that is not effective. It's not even doing the trick anymore. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association, and they're backed by over 25,000 dental professionals and have thousands of verified five-star reviews, and now they have a kid's brush. So you get it. Get your kid one. Get them on some good habits early. So I say all this because I love Quip. I love the toothbrush. It sits there on my counter. It streamlines my routine. Love it. Travel with it. Everything. And so... That's why I love Quip, and it's a perfect gift for getting people back into their routine. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash badchristian right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. And remember, that's your first refill pack 
free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash bad Christian. Go get you one. And I'll, I'll bring this back around. That's why I actually do believe these are some of the best lyrics we've ever written for this new record. So if you join Emeryland, go to emerymusic.com and check out Emeryland. Basically, it's tons of social connection, social media stuff connections, and we put out an EP every quarter. Right. And, a, and we're going to do an album. There's yep. all kinds of uh, tiers, whatever you want to do. We you craft it how you want. Whatever, however you want to support Emery, you can or whatever. But this, this is forty-year-old people yes. who've come up with a creative, <laughs> clever system to get to play screamo music. Right. And talk to each other for a living. Yes. That is what we've done. I think there are many, many, I think people tell us stuff like, oh, this song saved my life. And I learned from your yeah. Like, that's great. I really, really value that. On And have that as a positive measure of what we do, that it impacts society and culture right. and communication and ideas. But it's designed for me to live in. And it is awesome. And Emeryland is so cool because my favorite thing to do, other than talk, is not talk all day long and think about notes right? and sounds and recordings. In Emeryland, we built it. It yeah. didn't exist this way, and we're making music instead of every two years, every week, every month. I mean, and right. they're making real music and sharing it with people. And we already have most of our new album done that doesn't come out for another almost year. I know. And that is it's so exciting. And and that album that doesn't come out for a year, a lot of people have all those songs now. Yeah, yeah, all the members all of Emeryland the already have seven have the music, finished, right. mastered Emery tracks. Everybody else is just now catching up on our last right. album. And I, I want to take it one step further, and this sounds, oh God, I sound like a politician or something like this, but I'm being really serious right now. We've cut out all middlemen for our art. We are creating music and art and stuff that we care about, and we know that our fans, folks listening right now, Appreciate that. Like it if you like Emory and want to support it. But bigger than that, think about what we're doing. We are creating a way out of that fucking system that you were talking about, all the systems that hold you back, for other bands to come and go, wait a minute, I, we can create our own land. Yeah. And people that love our band will be able to do this. If you if you help us and show that something like Emeryland works, it can help for all bands. They don't have to go yeah. through the middleman and the management and the labels and all that bullshit that gets in the way of the stuff that you actually want, which is the music and the and the realness and the connection with the band and stuff like that. This, this is a real way to get past all that bullshit. And it's kind of been really cool how much people have been supporting us. It's, like, high it's been of, really it, cool. You know, the, this is not altruistic, and you don't. It's not. We don't take tithes for for bad Christian right. or anything like that. Some people do. Don't Donate more than they would have to if they get pleasure out of that. But I would say, in the same way that there's effective altruism, where they would like measure how much of your dollar goes to the thing, right? Is like how effective is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. This when you find the the creators and just support other ones. I don't care if it's us or not. We're right. actually in oh, good shape. Right. But when you know that the money that you give doesn't go to the ticketing fee and to the ticket master and to Live Nation and then to, I mean by right. by concert tickets, of course. But un, that's an unfortunate reality. Yes. Is you know if there's 15 grand in ticket sales, we're gonna get three. Right. Sometimes, like like that happened if in Fresno. Right. I think we got twenty eight hundred dollars, and it was fourteen thousand dollars right. in ticket sales, and it just goes somewhere else. Right. Sometimes we have a show where we book a room and we make eight thousand dollars, and it only and we get seven of the thousand right. if we handle it. And that's yeah. harder, and it doesn't show up in the metrics, and the agents don't know about it. But that's us with the fans, and so. Anytime you see a podcast or a thing or a direct creation and you know that the artists are getting the money, that is the right track. Right. However, that, mo that model will continue to evolve, but the more that that happens, the more that interactions and dollars and micropayments 
are effective. Right. Those are effective use of money. So you feel better about spending ten dollars that goes to the artist right. than spending five dollars where the artist gets one. Yes. And the all these things. So don't be rough on people for doing Patreon. I mean, some of the goofy people on Twitter that think they get a Patreon for <laughs> saying a bold stance. That's a, right. that's a little goofy to my, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. You don't give the GoFundMe <laughs> for the new it, pool. Right. Yeah. That, <laughs> like no, that tweet blew up. Here's my PayPal. I'm right. not that's right, not, right, right, not right. so much that. But the people that <laughs> work really hard at a craft that adds meaning to your life right. and that connects you to other humans. You know, support that. And right. as the model evolves, whatever people are trying, I mean, it's good stuff. Well, and that's it, what, that's what I think we're doing here. That's what I'm saying. There are so many new bands coming up, and I people ask me all the question this question all the time. How does a new band make it? What do you got to do and all stuff? And I think what we're trying to. Uh, do now is maybe what new bands could do you don't need the middle person we are trying to do it all on our own so we can have real interaction with our fans our fans get the music they get the shows all of that the stuff feedback's right real helpful too. yes the feedback that that's that other stuff you're right just even like using something like Ticketmaster as an example not that it's the most evil corporation in the whole world it's i understand there's all this stuff but but that you're you're paying somebody else to get the thing that you want that you want to support. You the want to support whatever seeking, band. Middle, I, mean, so I want other bands to do their lands. I want, we want other people to follow. This is, might be the way to go in the future where you really are supporting art and art alone as opposed to corporations. Do you business. think you were going to talk about lyrics? And I do, I'm telling you, the feedback is central. Like the re- way stand up comics had to be on stage right. and bands work it stuff out in front of fans. But this gives us the technological ability to feel the reactions. Can you not feel the reactions just even in the Discord about which songs are better and worse and yes. how they feel about them? And even when we're twitching between on the, the feedback affects right. the art in real time. Oh, I know. And that is so cool. Does that connect to you? And what were you going to say about yes. the lyrics? Uh, okay, and two things there. You're, you're right. Only like, speaking wh- to people that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, one other thing I want you to consider in this question is the people that you're talking to with the lyrics are already caught up. We have eight albums. They're in Emory Land. Does that eight, give you yeah, an even... Eight songs. You said eight albums. We have eight albums. Oh, we, I see what you're saying. This sorry. is our eighth album now, and we yeah. have seven songs here. But I'm saying right. the people that are in Emory Land already know you so well that when you go to write lyrics, you're not talking to some general society anymore right like you know who the the people are and that does that does that help you focus the lyrics and even like start from a higher platform of lyrics more focused or anything i, I think it's okay so when you join emory land we do a live twitch stream especially while we're writing the songs in real time and i thought at first i, I was a little worried i was like it's gonna be annoying he's gonna be, oh that's fucking stupid or whatever but you're right if you're a fan of emory you you want to see the good and the bad like oh wait a minute they just wrote that that they don't they are deciding not to do it. Or here's a part that they, oh, that's so cool in real time. And so some of the feedback actually is really, really interesting. Somebody goes, oh, that's so cool. I can't believe y'all are going there. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. this is, th- that drum beat that Dave just did is really awesome. Or, oh, wow, that's a whatever. Some some people say more technical details. Some people say more emotional or whatever. I sent and that so, one demo, the, the finished recording right before the vocals went on it in the last batch. And a bunch of people were like, I guess it sounds cool, but it doesn't sound like Emory. They said that? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and said without the vocals. Right. And then you put the vocals oh, on, yeah, and yeah, it just yeah, sounds yeah. like Emory song. Right. Yeah, and they yeah. got to hear it before the vocals were <laughs> before on. Before the vocals, and, yeah. And go, well, this is just some nonsense. Yeah. And then, and then as soon as we put <laughs> and the vocals sing, on, it's like, like, oh, yeah, Emory's on. Oh, yeah, another Emory's on. That's really well, That's funny. cool that they get to hear it. Like uh, That yeah. piece of feedback to me is almost invaluable. Like, it oh, helps yeah. me understand the perspective of what I'm doing and what, like, I guess it doesn't sound like Emory if I just play guitar. Right. I do feel like I have a style, but that's kind of... Or if he was a guitar-heavy person, they probably would say, oh, that's right. Matt, that's the way Matt arranges or something. But I think that just that's fascinating to know. In the mind, you get to be more in the minds of the fan. Right. So it really affects 
the decision making of the art. And then what I was going to say lyrically is this is uh, it's probably man I hate it when bands say this is the best album we've ever had, but I think lyrically we're tapping into something. We're telling through song some of the the experiences we had starting Emory and making this thing happen and becoming Emory and being Emory and all that stuff. And it's really tapped into. I, I mean. Even Devin's lyrics, especially on this new EP that's out now, you can get if you sign up, you get two EPs immediately. But I, it takes me back, and I'm like, wait a minute, oh gosh, that is what 25, 28, 30 year old, 35 year old Toby was feeling and experiencing, and it is bigger than just a story about a band. Like it, everybody, when you hear these lyrics, I think you're going to relate and hear what you felt and how you when you started your career or you. Uh, found out something about a person that you were in love with or whatever it might be. Like all these are little tiny dips in the story of Emory and it really does reveal stuff. Like when we, people don't understand when we Let's move, do a track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, well, let's, let's do, you want to do Biddy? Whatever. Yeah, let's do I, Biddy. I thought you were going to do Now What? Oh, yeah, let's do Now What? You you take it. <laughs> we can do either one. I, I don't know which one's better. Uh, now What is on Spotify. Now What's on Spotify. We can Spotify. still talk about it do it here. Or we could do Biddy entirely uh, as an exclusive here. Let's do Biddy as an exclusive. Okay, do it. All right. Now, uh, br- really briefly, now go what? Go listen to Now What. Yeah, you can go listen to Now What. That one, and you can come listen. We're doing an Emory podcast, too, with the with this whole Emory land. You can hear the stories behind it. Now What is more, we got to Seattle, and now what? We're 3,000 miles away from Greer, South Carolina, in a state we've never been to before. What the hell am I supposed to do? I'm in an emo band. Now, Biddy is about falling in love. It's classic, almost Emory lyrics that I've written, in a way. But I was able to tap into that idea of what I thought love was, and in, it's almost in retrospect now. Like, I'm writing that in, as Toby in the early 2000s, but it's Toby 2019 writing it. Mm-hmm. And so the lyrics are almost feels heavier. And what's really crazy is a super pop, heavy rock song. Yeah. Right. But lyrically, it's, it, it's in that vein of total Emory, but this is like a heavy rock Pop song with some, pop, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, help me get in the headspace to hear the lyrics right okay. there. We'll play the song. You're saying that when I hear the lyrics, yeah, it sounds like I heard and was like, okay, well, Toby's written a song kind of like our old songs that he used to write. But where should my headspace be? Should I hear it as a 40 year old person reflecting on a 25 year old person? No, that's what or I. Or should I just yeah. go all the way back to being 25 and be and then and, and experience <laughs> it as a 25 year old? Oh, this doesn't sound too egotistical. You know, Toy Story, uh, the kids die laughing at the jokes, and you get it differently. Yeah. And you die laughing at the jokes, but you see it in a different way. Yeah. That's how the song is. Oh, that's this cool. song is, it's, it, it is the younger Toby saying it, but also the older person gets it and goes, oh, yeah, but look but at that. That's this. immature. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I heard some of the handled. lyrics, I was like, oh, that's, a, that's like an immature style lyric. Right. Is what I heard. Right. I intentionally but, did it that way because I wanted to tap yeah. into the younger guy, mm-hmm. but I want you to. You recognize it, right? Wait, yeah, no, I thought some of it was, right. it's a pop song, and some of the lyrics are, right. you know, like, it sounds like a, more of a 25-year-old. Right, yeah. I intentionally kind of re- wrote it that way, the relationship I was in, how I felt, and got my heart broken, and all that stuff. Yeah, yes, and now it's different. Uh, but Biddy is that way, like, oh, man, there's immaturity, and it's rocking, and you kind of want to dance to the song and feel it, but also you're like, yeah, but dude, you could, you know, the older person, or, or the uh, as you mature, whatever age you're at, you see, yeah, but where's your responsibility in this? How is it? Uh, is it really that big? You know, all those different things. You're going to be able to pick up on the lyrics, I think. So. Okay. Well, then. Um, the, also, this song is fun. It was just oh, the man, idea to it? make a, a a real simple and an emo pop 
yep. song, and it got even more aggressive than that, which is cool. And then uh, the big accomplishment in it, musically to me is there's a loud part, you know, three quarters of the way through, called a bridge, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Double bridge and whatever. But it's the plainest power chords playing like a one chord and stuff, and it feels big and heavy. And it's, to me, that's such an accomplishment to do something non-technical, basic, major key, one chord right and it and it then it's oh, still just, super rocking and exciting so yes. to get to pull off something like that as straight heavy not hard to play right. but all the energy was is, was a real it, it's a really, it really really fun yes, moment it, to it, me. this song takes me back to the first time the way i felt the first time i heard tired of sex by weezer and i was just like oh oh this is so powerful <laughs> but it's but there's weakness yeah. but it's power oh my god I, this this song yeah. is that what's happening the, the, there's a geekiness weakness but it. strength is it's really cool
can we do something fun? I think this is really cool. We uh, recorded a Daily Dose episode, and it's so fun, and we had such a good time. We wanted to just drop you in on this Daily Dose. We do Daily Dose episodes for the BC Club. Uh, you can hear this. If you can go to the BC Club, what, what site they go the to? BCClub.com. BCClub.com. Check it out. I should know that by now, right? And uh, so you're going to get an inside scoop that you don't normally get to hear, but this is such a fun episode. These are what the, B- the uh, Daily Dose episodes that you get Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, all those days on top of the main episode and all the extras that you get when joining the BC Club. We thought this is a really fun episode, so we wanted everybody maybe get a chance to hear this. Yeah, and it's um, it's 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 also a very cl- episode that's very close to just the way we just are talking in right. the band normally, yes. and we have the microphone. So yep. this whole episode is obviously very Emory focused. Right, but we're in on the way to San Antonio today. It's our last tour date. Yep. we've got music recording coming out. in this we van. You'll hear some road podcast. noise, all that stuff. Yeah, so yep. this is just. This whole episode today is just very close to the inside our of life. That, that we the life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is forty, you know, yeah. this is what it is. Yeah, so. Exactly right, sitting in the back of a van, <laughs> recording yeah. a podcast at forty three. Yeah, yeah, and it's terrific. So, uh, yeah, join the bcclub.com, join Emeryland. You can buy like a vinyl, pre-order a vinyl, and you'll be in. It's that yep. simple. It's not something crazy. If you like the subscription model, you can pay three dollars a month or something, and you can join. Yep. You get in our private community and all that. But uh, if you just do an e-commerce purchase with us of like more than 30 bucks, then you're in. You can you're have in. all the music. It's, right. it's pretty simple, but go to emerymusic.com, figure out what way that works for you. And if you don't support us, support some other creators. And then we'll roll a Daily Dose episode, which, again, we have every single day. If you like those, That's a good then one. you join the BC Club or both. Okay, everybody, do you know how much stuff I get delivered to my house just so I don't even have to walk out my front door? I bet you're the same way. So why would I go to the post office, even though the post office is pretty cool, nice people, why would I go to the post office and deliver my packages when I can do it all right from my home in my comfy chair from my computer with stamps.com? Seriously, I feel like JT from Hawthorne Heights. Rescue me from every... I'm not even going to go there. Anyway... Seriously, Stamps.com has maybe been a life changer for me. It brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer, whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Seriously, Stamps.com can handle it all. All you got to do, use your computer to print off official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier and drop it in the mailbox. Seriously, Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. No wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Good Lord. So right now, our listeners can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in bad Christian, all one word. That's stamps.com, enter bad Christian. All right, Matt. So I've been thinking about, you know how, I mean, we talk about uh, pharmaceuticals on this podcast. We've been known to talk about a pharmaceutical or two. I was thinking that uh, anger is is one of my pharmaceuticals, right? If you if you could put my anger in pill form, it helps me clarify my thoughts and re- and reveal my true nature pretty clearly. And I think it does in other people as well. Like it's That's like funny. a it's like a. But there are bad side effects. You know, the, 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 the list of side effects with the anger pill. Yeah. Yeah. There there are some for sure. But it actually it's almost like a. I, I can be Gosh, more articulate right. or clear, but it it, it just. 
the delivery uh, is the bad part, but you know, the delivery of my words, that's what sucks. Like to get some clear thoughts, I actually have to be a little angry or, or motivated, maybe yeah, is the better word. And then, you know, like some people are always so worried when they have to get in front of somebody to talk and they get nervous and they stumble yeah. the words and all that stuff. But if you notice, whenever you see a video of people arguing or whatever, they are That's very right. pointed, That's very clear. Yes. You know exactly what the 100%. fuck they're talking about. There ain't yeah. no miscommunication there. This person's upset because of this, this. You yeah. messed up my hotel room and I'm going to tell you why. And, and I mean, such a good point. I mean, it's the most clear thing you ever did. But the side effects are pretty negative for other people. Uh, and maybe even for for me yeah, or you, just you know? in a general way. That's crazy. I don't I, I don't understand how we didn't stumble onto that thought a little more clearly earlier. But I think you're right. If you're saying basically the anger is a mental state that it, it is related to some chemical cocktail of adrenaline yeah. and a hormone and a, right. you know there's a physiological reaction. You feel hot. Yes. You know, and I I felt and. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting because I think it affects different people in different ways. So I want to talk about how anger affects me, but for you, because I think it's different for me, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but for you, yeah. 100% that's true. And anybody, when they are in a rage state, I've noticed this with a lot of people. I've noticed it with people when they do a character or wear a mask or even sometimes they're doing a joke when they're free and they put on a mask and act goofy. They will be more articulate than they are in their everyday life. Like if they're pretending to be a character cutting yeah, up. Right. Or 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 something like that. Yes. Or if there's somebody's in character or angry or or something like that, there's an amount of brain activity that's shut down and all their focus goes into just it's a freedom and a focus at the same time. Right. I think that's what yes. it feels like. I don't know what the brain chemistry is there, but there's some I think that the way I think about a brain is not just me, but there's a way of thinking about a brain that is largely a prediction engine. That is what your brain is for. It is to understand the world around you, increase your survival, make assessments, and stuff like that. So when we're driving down the road right now, yeah. this is harder to podcast than when I'm sitting in my office. I am very distracted right. because there's a Dodge Ram beside me. There's a golf course over there. Yeah. Uh, is Devin driving too fast? When is the yeah. next stop? Is that I'm road noise? I'm pretty sure that was Reba that I don't Reba know. Stinking to join up again. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna throw up because of the smell. And God. I mean, it's unbelievable what she's been eating. Oh lord. It's uh, it's just, it's almost like it's on purpose. Uh, it's like it, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna hurt you with yeah. what I do to yeah. my body. Yeah. And it's so that what that I is eat. distracting on, on the smell level yeah. and the the violence level that Reva intends oh, her gas yeah, to hurt oh, other people Lord. is just completely distracting. Violent gas yeah. is a great term for what it's, has well, been happening the act. entire time. Yeah. It's an intentional, volitional, violent act of, you know, old factory terrorism, in yes. my opinion, that is with intent. Oh, I know. When you see her eating, you know she's trying to gear up gas to uh, hurt me. Yes. I know that every time she eats, I see it. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> What were we saying about getting distracted? I don't know. Does it? <laughs> it's just so distracting. But what? But but I. It's harder to make my thoughts clear. Like I don't want a podcast in this moving car because I know I do it better in my office when I can think, or even better when I can pace. I mean, there's optimum right. states of of your brain because your brain's doing a lot of other things. So people don't realize that because I think they're just here I'm talking or this is the best I can talk but mostly the thing that gets in the way is fear of misspeaking yep. or being inarticulate 
seems to be one of the largest causes of being inarticulate. <laughs> yeah. But anger for you, for instance, cuts through. And, and you're right, that, that, that meets my standard there of like it, you have unbelievable focus. Like I'm best when I'm t- totally laser beamed in and right. focused. Right. And if you're angry, you do have that. Yes. 100%. And it could be a pill and it is a brain state yeah. that has chemicals measurable in whatever series sets of ways. There, I mean, there's a right. brain state that corresponds to, uh, wh- what are the other feelings you have when you're angry is what I want to know. Uh, like what are the body sensations? What else accompanies I, you know, anger we, and clarity yeah, for I, you? I know that I don't, I don't know if I can see if you can help me work that, this out. There's some type of need, like there's a need I would say of, uh, if I if you and I are mad, I need you to understand exactly what I'm feeling. So I need uh-huh. to communicate. Like I'm, I am. I put a high level, and and this is all just almost automatic. I think at this point in my right. life. But automatically, I go. I need Matt to understand what I'm saying because if he could, then he would realize that I am right or something like that, right? Like he yeah. he would understand. So I need to say as many words or the words or the be as clear as possible so I can get through his thick skull that this is what is actually is happening, uh-huh. right? So there's that need and that desire and that want of me not just say I'm at that point I am no longer talking with you. I am talking to you or at you, and and my. Goal. I have. I, I guess I have goals, needs, yep. wants, desires. But you've all already thrown up out the social two-step of being nice and hoping to read between the it, lines. Embarrassment has become way low. Yeah, you're not worried about being worried. embarrassed. Like you've that threshold has been crossed. So right. all those brain processes are now inactive. Yes, and so there's I, only words right. and expression. Yes. So you know how, like, you know, if if you're friends with somebody and you know you got to tell them something tough, you worry about it. Like, oh God, how are they going to take it? I'm so nervous, all that stuff. But if they walk in and say, hey, fuck you, what the hell are you doing here? You immediately, yeah, that, not hard. That, yeah, that's the yeah, pill yeah, yeah. that you get to take to go, oh, fuck me, fuck you. This is why I'm here. Yeah. And it actually relieves you of the things that that make things you slow. You feel free when you're awkward. angry. Oh, God, don't you? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like in that moment, it's almost like I can, I do understand. That's why I've always felt bad uh, for people. You know, one of the, the saddest and all the way around is like uh, shaken baby syndrome. Uh, yeah. There are people yeah, yeah. that I really believe lose their minds for a second it's like uh it goes over because yeah. uh, the baby's been crying for months or like our fir- our third daughter or our, our third child second daughter she cried literally for six months she had colic and it was unbelievable and there were times where jess i could just see it in jess's eyes and I, and i felt it too i was like oh my gosh not that we would ever shake our baby or anything like that but somebody that like a, a single mom or, or a dad that's at home or something and just can't it, it kind of washes over you and you lose even for them, they might have lost the ability to choose right and wrong for a second. Right. In a way. You know what I mean? I'm well, not, yeah. I'm, I'm d- not, diminished capacity. Yes. And I'm not. I mean, yes. And I'm not. Not excused. Right. Or not anything, excused. But. They are completely responsible. It's horrible. Get help. All that stuff. I'm just saying, I feel so bad in that situation because somebody is exhausted or tired or feels like there's not another way. Like sometimes my if, if I'm yelling or I'm upset, I think that's the best possible path to get what my want, desire, is need. It, is it it's not, you, no, and I'm responsible, hang on, but though, do it you, feels that way. Do you decide to get angry then, or do you just, I mean, whether or not it's the best path, was it voluntary or involuntary, though? Is it what you say? I mean, you don't decide, oh, I'm going to get angry now. Uh, it's, sad, when, it's when you don't have another choice, right? Here's the saddest what thing you about think. it, I think. I, okay, you know, my brain, I can't hardly remember anything. I don't remember people's names. I, I, if, you know, I barely can remember people's faces. I have a terrible memory, all this stuff. I believe my brain is still so powerful that in an instant it can decide, wait a minute, the best path to get what you want is kindness here. Wait, nope, anger. 
So if I'm on the phone with an operator, if I'm talking to you, I go, wait, Matt, I've been in this situation with Matt before. If I go angry, Matt and I are going to move this conversation forward. So I think in a split second, my brain analyzes the situation and goes, oh, softness, kindness. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate Oh, man, that was really nice, man. I, I, I really needed that today or something. Or I go, man, don't you see? And then, and then I, my brain, my, I think it's like we're saying, my brain predicts best possible right. outcome right. go that way. And it right. even maybe weighs the consequences. Wait a minute. If I yell at Matt or Reeve or something like that, that, I know what the outcomes will be, and I'm willing to take those outcomes as opposed to sit here for an hour and talk it out yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. And now, it's so automatic that I don't even know if I'm doing it, and I don't, I, I don't really like that. Like, I, as I get older, I'm realizing that, but I believe it's pretty automatic but I am, I would it's say I have responsibility. It's a pattern that you, a, yeah. a coping mechanism and an effective strategy that you learned at some point and is now part of your natural personality. Right. And, right? And, okay. And like mine you were is the coached most, yes. or parented or neglected or whatever it is that caused you to realize that that works right. at a slightly higher rate than other people, or you right. have the ability to do it or it works better for you. Some people are avoidant. Yeah. Some people, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, almost all these things, these patterns are things we develop in childhood right. as mechanisms of being effective and they only continue if they're effective. Yeah. Well, and all you fuckers listening right now, uh, I want to be clear. I'm telling you this. I recognize it. I actually have some freedom and uh, truth and transparency because I'm expressing to you parts of my personality. Don't think for a minute. Anger gets the, the worst rap. You know how shitty it is? Folks listening, uh, uh, you know, I've done this too. You just because I use anger, everybody uses something. There's a pill that you take that is called talking behind somebody's back uh-huh. or being passive aggressive, yeah. which is just as fucking bad, if not worse. You see mine coming or a an mile away. Pill. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you rather see uh, a big old angry, hairy, forty-three uh, year old man coming your way and knowing exactly what you're dealing with instead of the coworker that's talking shit behind your back for and years? You fucking fired. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Right. Like, uh, mine, mine is clear and there. So it's not, uh, uh, it's not an anger problem. Everybody has a fucking problem. I'm just saying mine, I'm, I'm trying to be open and, and clear about what it is. Now, the craziest thing about mine, too, is I, and I can never tell anybody this, my, when I'm talking loud and stuff, I'm not really, it's not, anger isn't really the thing. It comes, it's expressed that way. I'm just a loud, passionate person that is really trying to get to the point as soon as the conversation's over, I'm really fine. Yeah, I'm not. I am not really much of a grudge holder or anything like that. Like I, I'm just, I'm just talking loud. And, ah, what the fuck? And I want you to talk that way to me. That's what I want. That's why yeah. people, lots of you folks have heard this. For so many bands that Embry's toured with, thought Matt and I hated each other's guts because they would see us in the parking lot day after day yelling at each other and we would come back and have a beer they're like are you guys okay we're like we were clueless <laughs> yeah. what the hell they're talking about <laughs> clueless so i i have part of mine and matt's friendship is matt can talk fucking loud and forever he ain't gonna give up and oh whoo, whoo, i feel good about that if matt ain't gonna give up okay oh nice that means that what i am is i can be myself and he's not taking it too personally or too seriously that really helps lots of times Joey and my relationship, not that way. Joey's way of going about things is way different. He says he has a long fuse and all that stuff. I don't know what, however he describes his long fuse, not what I see, but same, same thing. You're seeing us like, you're seeing different things with people and they're, everybody's taking some kind of pill or there's some kind of access to a way of getting your wants and desires met. Mine oftentimes sounds yeah, loud. That's called a personality. Yes. And right. some of them are 
That's why they have things called personality disorders. Right. Because people have learned mechanisms for living right. that are, you know, what us as society would call right. maladaptive or not right. good or we don't want people to act that way. But it's just a way of being that somebody developed for very good reason right. in their situation. Like you see violent people, they're just like you. Yes. Except for they learn, like somebody comes from a bad upbringing and neighborhood, they saw problems with violence. Just like you do with right. anger. That's yes. worse than angry words when you oh, hit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's the exact same reason. Right. And they would probably swear to you that the feeling of just taking it to the level of violence is so freeing and clarity, and then it settles it. And it's, uh, you could yeah. see how a violent person, especially in some other culture in another time, it would be easier for the experiment. Right. But you could see how a Viking, for instance, would say that why violence was effective and good right you know it, it, it works and yeah. it's very clear and at least you know what you're up against cause, right and i don't want to beat anybody up but if somebody does this i'm going to kill this person or knock them out and that'll right. be you know it's just a, a strategy it's just well, how it works and, and also if it works it works that, you know i think the deeper conversation we're having here is it, it, a lots of times especially i'm just going to move this into just what we talk about masculinity a lot an angry man is now definitely deemed as uh, dangerous, yep. overpowering, privileged, bad, bad news. A right? big angry yeah, man right. is dangerous. Yeah, yes. All of those things are true. Now, if what we are saying is potentially true, too, that it accesses a way of being more articulate, focused, and uh, able to get to uh, thoughts, ideas more quickly, then... We can't just shut it down as toxic masculinity. I'm just talking about men right now. Women are, of course, super mad and get angry and yell just as much as men. But uh, I'm saying that's what I don't like about uh, the way we are looking at things is, wait, a little boy who's mad and frustrated at what he's doing on the playground or his schoolwork he can't get done or a sporting event, whatever he's doing, uh, you know, he smashes the project he was working on because he's mad. Don't just shut it down. Let's access that. Help young men, young boys. Figure out, wait, what is this anger, and how is it? How can it be funneled in a way that is productive for everybody? Yeah. Instead of just saying that's toxic, like if you just label, like if you label label me only as a toxic, loud mouth idiot, you're probably right. First of all, I get it, but secondly, you might be missing out on a world of potential that if you just tweaked me a little bit, help, you know, it might could be really productive for everybody. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I agree. My tone and the way I approach certain things isn't the best way. But that's what I learned from my family. That's what I saw every day as a kid. My, both of my parents were the loudest yelling couple ever. Thank God they got divorced. They always yelled, yelled, yelled. Luckily, no abuse or anything like that. But, I mean, I just saw the most fighting, yelling, well, don't, degrading don't, arguments don't, ever, right? Don't, and I learned that that worked. It don't worked. jump across that in itself being something in the neighborhood of, possibly traumatic though oh yes no yeah. no yes the abuse it is traumatic physical, that's what i'm saying that's yeah, why i right. learned that it works yeah i i promise you both my parents can argue their way out of almost anything and i've seen it a million times like oh that fucking works and then i saw you know like my mom's a, i mean you meet my mom she's the nicest person in the world and you would just love her and give her all of your money or something you know but, right, the, but also saying, she could argue you down and yell you and, and make you feel you know but little toby seeing his parents actually yell at each other in anger to ob simply observe is in the oh. neighborhood of traumatic, right? It's, well, how did that make you? I, mean, I was talking about physical abuse. They, yeah, right. they yelled at each other. Not yeah, mental abuse. Uh, probably yeah. I'd I'm just saying that, that would make you feel unsafe, right? That your parents well, yelling at each other. Uh, like what? Where was that for you? When yes, I think at, at what uh, age? Uh, also, 
Oh, I mean, I remember my parents yelling and fighting and be, like there's time. I mean, they separated a bunch. I remember being, you know, in between them saying, "Sell, stop fighting." I'll stop by three or four years old. I have a, a wow. little tiny memories of that. Yeah, the mornings trying to get ready, you know, just unreal arguing, and two people that really don't like each other. <laughs> but here's the funny thing about that. I will say it. When you first experience that, it seems really intense. Uh-huh. And then when you're around it year after year, you're like, oh, nothing ever comes of this. And they're just trying to get their way. And it's just like kids yelling. You're not scared when two kids go, no, right. my toy. Right. Right. You know, you're like, oh, wait a minute. At first you go, wait, you got to be nice. Gonna, and then you're like, oh, they're just, okay, let them play or whatever. They got to figure it out. So I think after a while you realize it's not much. That's why I don't put my own uh, loud, obnoxious uh, wet style of talking or arguing, I don't I don't ever think it's that dangerous or because I'm like, oh, this doesn't mean anything. I'm just talking loud. And and it's hard for me to realize how somebody else is receiving it because I've always received it as, oh, when you, people talk loud on stuff, you're just in the middle of it. Like with you and me. That's why I'm, I'm lucky with our friendship. I almost always, when we're yelling at each other or fighting, the, the underlying thing is, oh, this will blow over in a few minutes. It's not real. Yeah. It's just a, it's a – this is like – well, we decided to uh, uh, spar. Yeah, it's right. like sparring. Yeah, it's like when I'm always thinking, if I'm engaged with somebody and they're not telling me what they think, that's I'm trying to get. I, yeah. I don't want to be in this agitated state. I don't call it anger for me. I, I'm irritated. I am irritated. Yeah, I am very frustrated. And there's something that I need to communicate that I know, and yeah. that person needs to hear it, and I need to know why. I need to know. I mean, I'm very focused and very frustrated and very irritated. And you could say that's anger, but it, it is very, it does, that's not the way I would describe anger. I'll tell you what anger is like for me in a second. But to me, that it, I don't feel angry. I feel an intensity and a neat and strong compulsion to sort this out. Right. And to sort it out, I need everybody to say everything that is true. And, and <laughs> you're looking at me crazy right now. I mean, now. that's the way it feels. It's like, <laughs> I'm channeling it right now. And so when somebody's holding something back or not saying it, I'm going to – or being playing some game right. or being passive, I'm going – it's further agitating because I'm already in an agitated state trying to solve this. Right. And then the person's not engaging with me. So I'd appreciate the freeness of anger. I can handle yeah. the intensity part. But, you know, but I don't feel – Well, it's funny with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. In that. You, when I, I, it may sound angry, but that's – Right. My, when I'm angry, I have a totally different reaction. I mean, I, I think mine's interchangeable. My angry and not angry is very similar delivery. That's just the way I am. You are interesting. Uh, what, somebody gave me a new word. To, uh, I, I'm not going to. You, your path is, it's funny. As you've gotten older, you've been able to tap into it, but there's almost like this level that you go, wait a minute, I have to go to that level to get my point across? I'm, I just don't want to go there. And then as you've gotten older, you've been able to dip into that next step where it is actual anger, but for a long yeah. time, yeah. you're just talking loud, and you just don't want to stop yeah. the argument, yeah, or, di- or the angry. disagreement, or the jousting, or the, the sparring, yeah. whatever. Like, you just don't want to stop it. Like, that's fun. For, they, there's some kind of incentive for you there, but as you've gotten older, you have been able to tap into the emotional side a little bit more, but I feel like you. I go there first, you go there last. Like, wait a minute, is this a... This is a level I have to go to to get my point across, and then sometimes you dip into it. I've been playing around with it <laughs> but because I can feel a little bit. But really, uh, so I, I got angry twice on this tour, really, really angry. And they were both, <laughs> they were both fan interactions. Oh, shit. And I'm not going to talk about the interactions, but they made me so I know one. Ang- well, they're the same. 
that happened twice. <laughs> oh, I know both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to talk about what they were. But I felt internally a way that I feel very rarely. And I, I had, it was so hard to speak when I feel that way. <laughs> like, I don't know what, it, I mean, but my body gets, I mean, it's kind of weird. Because it's like, again, I get very irritated without having right. any of these sensations. But these right. sensations to me, it's the fan interaction something along the line of where it has nothing to do with being a fan, but it's a person that seems extremely entitled and emotionally trying to cause me to do something that eliminates my freedom entirely. Right. And it makes and is it very insulting to me personally. Right. And it makes me boil. And, right. And I feel so hot. Like yes. my inside of my arms feels like it's on fire. My my tongue feels giant. Right. And I and I don't know what is going to happen. <laughs> but well, and I mean, it's, I'm not about to like. Right. I mean, I get, I don't know what would happen. Like I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't have any experience of like being articulate in that state. So right. I'm barely holding it together to try to say the minimum thing possible and get this to end because. But I don't. So it's like, well, what if I erupt? I guess other people say, well, what if you did act in I I don't even know what it would yeah. be. Like, I have no idea. Like, I I don't know what – I don't think that I would ha even have strong – Right. I don't I – I'll never go there. Right. Well, I think – I don't even know what I think a I lot of people don't understand in anger. What you're saying, I mean, it's I really offensive. Frozen. Somebody comes to you on the offense trying to – like, it, we've said this a million times. We are literally right now just talking off the cuff – our ideas and thoughts are r brand new and raw and might not be right, or maybe they're dead on. We don't know. We're just talking as friends, right? But if you listen to a pod, one of our episodes six months ago and have been stewing and thinking about it, and then all of a sudden, hey, they're coming through uh, this town, and I'm going to go to the Emory show, and then you've waited all this point, and then you say something really pointed at us about some episode thing that yeah, we said. Yeah, that's along the it's lines just, it's, of it. Like, it's really frustrating. Like, wait a minute. We, we're just talking here, and you came with all this in your mind that you want to get out your chest to talk at us about and not really listen. That's really offensive. I mean, we, you've been thinking about this thought and all as if we owe you possibly a pot, an apology or we owe you our time to hear your side of whatever we were talking about. It's, it's offensive because we're just talking, and we don't owe you that. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Like, I, what we, I'd rather do is, hey, let's hang out and we can talk and about fresh thoughts and ideas. But if you're if you're bringing up something that you've been harboring for a while, you have all your. You, I mean, you have tons of words and thoughts, and most of the time, those people don't want to listen. Yeah, those yeah. people are talking at you and do not want to listen or have a conversation or respect you at all. They just like, hey, you're a shithead because you said this. Yeah, that's not exactly that's the, the way I feel. Yeah, that's true, but that's not exactly the thing that, that sets me off here. This is an emotional, manipulative. Uh, it's a it's something else that, that I don't. I would happy to engage the topic. I would be happy to engage the topic. This yes, is not would. what is happening when, when these people. That's what I'm saying. Me. They're not engaging the it's topic. It's not that, right. and that's what I'd be happy to spend. It the feels time like they're with coming them. to shut you down, or you know. yeah, they're coming to get something from me emotionally that they want and need, or something. And it's just the way they do it is not. And not it's not everybody. It's a, that's what's sad. No, it's of a course certain not. I'm type happy to talk about that is a, is attracted to that style. That's right. But I am happy to talk about topics with people. I have time to talk about issues. If you have a a point and it, oh, a, for sure. A, 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 if you want to engage a unique something I've said, I'm very happy to do that. Right at that level. Right. But it's not an emotional thing that I've done to you, and you need something back from me because uh, that's not what we're. I'm not. That's not. Right. I don't. That right. I don't owe you. 
it, I don't owe you. You yes. need to feel better because something I may have said right. made, made you wish you had some other type of approval from me that I'm not going to give you because you demand it. I will not right. do that. That's what I mean by we don't owe you something. We're just talking. Yeah, anytime we talk about something and it sparks a conversation, that is fun. That's yeah. actually sparking a conversation. What you're saying is somebody comes with a pointed stance that they want to kind of shut you down. It's not or a prove stance. They want emotional validation from me and to excuse them from something that I've said that they think I said to them, which I didn't right. say. Right, their to them. stance is you're and wrong. They're saying things that I didn't say and I don't mean and right. asking me to validate them and make them feel better and, right. and and they do it in a way that's extremely rude. So that don't do that. Yes. You can talk about anything. If you are I tell you about uh, it one on one, I just don't want to right. call, make the problem worse. That's what I'm saying though. If we talk about hey, landfills are a good thing and you are anti landfills, don't come to the Emory show and go, Hey, here's the dumbass that thinks landfills are awesome, everybody, in front of everybody. Wait a minute, that's not what we said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. hold on. We, we were trying to have a more nuanced point and you're coming with a broad shutdown uh, you know, diss. Yeah. Well, anyway, that anger feeling, I don't I almost never have it, but it makes right. me unable. Like I have so I little experience never do with it. Not have it. What do you think would happen if I snap though? <laughs> like what if it escalated? Ooh. What would it even be? Like I don't have a prediction on that. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know what would. I don't. I mean, I don't feel violent, and I also feel no, almost no words. I feel a loss for words. I think you would walk so, away or something. Like yeah, like, that yeah, would be your, like a. Flight, maybe, well, what I'm saying about that is then. that's the least thing you would ever want to do. Your most favorite thing is to stay and argue and prove your points and all yeah. that stuff. You losing your mind would be you left an argument. Like, you're probably you, right. You know what I mean? Like that, It'd be that, flight. That, but it's not yeah. really flight. It's like you would be missing out. Like you well, would lose nothing. You yeah. losing your mind would I mean, you've never stopped talking. Yeah. So yeah. for you to stop talking is you lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I would just shut down or I mean I feel like I feel embarrassed. Like yeah. I'm angry now. I, this should be my moment where I really say something. Right. I, 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 but I'm I, yeah, I, I don't feel like I need to get out of there. I just feel like frozen. Right. But if I if it got worse, I probably would just leave. Yeah, you're probably right because I don't have any right. You just other you, impulses. It, it, you would be running on emotion, and so you couldn't. It, you it, in your emotion couldn't articulate your words. Yeah, probably right. I don't like, have much practice with that, and and words in my prediction of my brain are going to do no good whatsoever because all right. the words I want to say are about to make this problem a lot worse, and I'm already upset. So right, it's, it just seems pointless, you know. So. You know, <laughs> I don't really. Can know. I uh, can I end the uh, daily dose with a story about anger? Uh, yeah, let me see. If there's something else I wanted to address in what you said. Cause I really, really like the idea of it being of the way you're thinking of anger as just a, a mental state that is like any other drug or or something like that. Yeah. It's. I mean, obviously, it's useful in a way to be to have the ability to be anger angry and maybe. We're un. I mean, I guess I'm saying I suspect on a wide level that we suppress too much anger. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you probably express too much. Yes, I agree. Right. Yes, I do too. But everybody else underexpresses their anger, and yes. I don't like that. I right. would love to see more people slightly more angry and telling more truth and, to me, so right. I can calibrate to it and move on. That's why I like you. I don't think you think anything I don't know. Right. I'm good with that. Right. That's what I need. That's what I need. That's not what everybody needs. And that's why when you 
anger now is so shocking because everybody's right. been holding it so long, like and that. it's worse, right? It's like bad language is. It's right. about pushing the limits in Christianity. It's all these social norms where people are scared right. into inauthenticity. 100%. For, for fear. When fear conquers inauthenticity, it starts to cause these problems of suppression. Suppression, yeah. repression, and we know what happens on the other fucking side of those. Yep. Mental illness, sin. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's a rep- it, it, You can't. It's real. You have you have feelings. You have thoughts. If you're holding them in, that comes at some cost, but it comes at a cost to me. Yeah. Because I don't know what's going on in the world now if I don't know what right. people think. Right. You don't know. I'm not yeah. going to be mad at you for being mad if you're mad for some reason right. that's reasonable. That's fine. That's okay. Right. I can handle it. I want the information. Try not to insult me. Right. You'll make it worse, but okay. Well, you might. You, yeah, you're probably right you hold it in so then you you have the anger which is actually really beneficial but then it turns into the emotional flare up thing because you've held it back or whatever yeah have a flash of anger or rotten stench of permanent resentment yeah which do you prefer right right (laughs) i mean it's not it's it's not going anywhere though yeah like if you could behaviorally learn to not express your anger uh, your life would get much worse right you would start to have many problems if you if that was the case because that's a big part of how you know right but you could probably temper it a little bit but. i mean i would have I, yeah i got screwed because i have such a loud fucking voice it, like if i had reva's voice everybody would think man he's kind of mad sometimes but he's making some good points well you pro- <laughs> you you have a, a, everything you've ever accomplished in your life positively he's adorable right now however you have accomplished with your loud voice yeah you're probably so right so are you all, all the dollars you've ever earned only come from you having a loud voice. <laughs> I don't really think Damn you got it, screwed right. by it. Fuck! <laughs> in fact, I think that is obviously tied into being able to deliver screamo music or intensely vulnerable and loud. and Like that intensity that you're able to convey on stage or in the mic, it's true, it's raw, it's vulnerable, and on top of that, has to be done publicly. Right. Like most people yeah, can't get there. Yeah, that's true. Most even if they could write the song, most people can't get there. Yep. To do the performance part of it, e- even the performance and the take, much less access the emotion to do it. Yeah. It's a it, it you make a lot of money doing it cuz you do it better than other people. That's true. You you have that. That's your that's your your anger is your you know, it's If only I'd have done it with Ohio is for lovers <laughs> instead of walls. My god. All right. Can I, can I tell my story? Yep. This involves a young lady we all know as Reva. So I'm sitting in the green room last night. Mm-hmm. We're all hanging out. Reva comes in, big old smile on her face. She said, hey, I got to go out to the merch table. They're going to deliver my sandwich Yep. in a minute. Can you leave it in here is what I thought Reva said. I'll come get it afterwards. So we're all. And she took a giant fart and left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't this time, thank God. So, uh. I was in there, whatever, and they delivered Reva's sandwich, just left it on the table in there. I figured Reva would wrap up with a merchant, and she would go come get her sandwich, right? So we're all out there. Oh, sleepers. Van broke down. That's a whole other story, all this stuff. We're loading out the gear, all this stuff. Reva comes walking pretty seriously mm-hmm. towards me and says something to the effect. It was kind of loud out there. It's hard, a little bit hard to hear. She said, um, I didn't get my sandwich. I don't know where my sandwich is. No, Reva, you don't get to get the mic. She says, I don't know. Let me tell my story. She says, I don't know where my sandwich is. And this is like pretty intense for Reva. You know what I mean? I can tell she's mad, but she's kind of yelling towards me. I feel like she's yelling at me about yeah. her sandwich. I thought, oh, no, Reva thinks I fucked up her sandwich. I didn't know anything about it. I just, I just thought what the sandwich is in the green room. 
And I said, what, Reva, I said, it's okay. I, your sandwich is in there. She's like, no, it's not. And it cost me $12. And I was like, Reva, I, it's okay. Come on I'll give you $12. We'll reimburse you, whatever. Don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. She's like, no. And she walked back in. And then she comes back out and says, oh, uh, they, gave, they gave me the wrong sandwich. I, I got my $12 back. And she was kind of smiling. I was like, oh, well, that, oh, hell yeah, Reva. You, you worked it out. That's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Reva goes into the van. <laughs> Seconds later, the woman that <laughs> made Reva's sandwich came back sad looking. She's going, I don't know what happened. That she wanted a chicken sandwich and I made her a chicken sandwich and then she came and yelled at me and made me give her back her $12. <laughs> and she said, and she handed us the sandwich and Reva said it was the wrong sandwich and we opened it. It was a chicken sandwich but it was blackened and Reva thought it was a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> the poor lady. Then JT comes over and goes, I don't know what Reva did but the lady came in the green room and said, we did everything we could. We thought she wanted a chicken sandwich. She gave her a chicken and JT was like, she's the nicest lady in the world and Reva yelled at her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay, there is so much to this story that you don't even know. And it, it goes with the entire thing that you guys have been talking about this whole episode. All freaking day yesterday, there were things that were frustrating, and I repressed them. There were more things that were frustrating, and I repressed them. So it was just a buildup of all to these the chicken things sandwich. <laughs> all day that were so frustrating, and I was trying not to get mad at anything or anyone. Right. So that's what I spent my day doing was trying to not be angry. Yep, but you were trying to suppress the anger that you you were suppressing the anger that you did have, not trying not you weren't avoiding anger. You were suppressing anger that already existed, though. Yes, yeah. but it was both. Like I don't know the difference, I guess, because I was I was trying I was trying to not be angry about things. But you already were angry at the time. You were trying not to be. Okay, I'm getting it. angry now because you're not letting me say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it was a build up of these things all day, and then I was just so so freaking hungry, <laughs> and I thought I had time to order a sandwich and eat it before Hawthorne Heights got done because yeah. I had to go back and do merch, and then. The sandwich didn't come. The sandwich didn't come. The sandwich didn't come. So then that's when I went into the green room and I was like, okay, they're just going to bring it in here, but I have right. to go do merch. So, you know, just giving you guys a heads up. They're yep. bringing my sandwich in here. So then I went back out and did merch, wrapped up merch, got everything packed up and everything. Like, oh, yeah. And then I went to settle out because I still didn't get my sandwich. So I went to go settle out. <laughs> <laughs> so this was like, Close to an hour later, and then everyone else was already, like, packed up and in the van and ready to go. And I was like, I still haven't got my sandwich. Right. <laughs> so, but not that way. You didn't so, say it like that. No, that's what was – no, that I'm not saying that's what I said. I'm saying no, that's I know, what I, I know. was thinking in my head. I know. When so you don't eat, like, you okay, definitely get mad. I got to go yes. find my sandwich. So it's got to be in the green room by now. Right. So I went into the green room. I couldn't find it. I saw a hamburger, what I thought was a hamburger. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't mine. This is someone else's. So they still didn't bring it. So then that's when I went out to the van and yeah. I was like, did you guys grab my sandwich? Because I thought maybe since you got everything sure. else, maybe right. you grabbed my sandwich. So that was when I asked you and Devin, like, yeah. you guys, did you grab my sandwich? <laughs> and you said no. And then you got it defensive because you thought that I was mad at you. You were right. like, why are you mad at me? I was like, I'm not mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure this out. Right. So then I went back in and I was like, okay, 
I didn't get my sandwich. Is it back here yet? And they're like, no. And I was like, and then that's when she was like, no, they took it into the green room. And then I was like, oh, it's not back there. So then I just went back out. And then, uh, then she brought it out and said, this is your sandwich. It was in the green room. And I was like, no, this is a hamburger. (laughs) Can I just have my $12? (laughs) And then she gave me my $12 and I went back out to the van to change my pants because I got IPA spilled on my pants. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that also happened. I was trying to, yeah, those sleeper and some fans gave us so much beer we couldn't carry it. I was trying to give away beer, and I took one six-pack. It hit the side of the van and punctured one and shot all over Reva. And Reva smelled like IPA, fruity IPA. Yeah, so I went to settle right. out with IPA all over myself. Right. And, but, so that was a thing that was frustrating, but I was like, can't be mad at anyone about this. Right. That's not a reason to be angry. It's just a frustrating thing that happens. So, yeah, there's no. just a lot of buildup of things. Right. But I want to clear it up with you. I wasn't mad at you, <laughs> and I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry for how it came across, and I'm sorry yeah. for not communicating better. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you were just mad in the moment, and yeah. you aren't, like, you and I are 100% fine. I'm not. I totally understand the situation. That's what I'm saying. Like, people, when they talk about me, like, think about how that woman and I received what Reeve was doing. Well, Both of us had some, you know, yeah, what did you say to her? Because she was, like, upset. She was, like, she yelled at me is what she said. That was probably the most, the height of my anger. Yeah, what did you say to her? Can you conjure and do it first? Yeah. Exactly like you did it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'll do the part where she, like, she she was trying to make me happy. Right. So I was trying to not be mad at her because I was, like, it's not, there again, it was, like, this is a frustrating situation. It's not your fault. Right. But she, okay, so the moment that she went into the green room (laughs) and found the sandwich that I thought was a hamburger, (laughs) she brought it out and she was like, here, I found, I found your chicken sandwich. And and I I was like, okay, thank you. And then I like turned and, and then opened it up. I was like, this is a hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) So I just like, I opened it up turned around immediately, walked directly back towards the bar, and I was like, no, it's not. This is a hamburger. Can I have my $12? (laughs) So I can see where it sounded to her like I was yelling at her. Yeah. I didn't mean to yell. When she came out, she looked distraught. She was like, she's yelling at me. We made her sandwich, and she 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 made me give her $12 back. (laughs) Oh, man. Right. It was it so was funny. Like Even killed Devin. He opened it up and just started eating some of the fries. He's like, no, this is, this is a chicken sandwich. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so we all get mad sometimes. That's how we express it. But you were able to clearly, what you were saying, that's what I'm saying. So it happens to the best of us. All right. See y'all. Bonus. Bonus daily addendum. dose Josh Head. Josh had addendum. Josh got to see... All of this go down in yep. real time yes. and the after effects yes. of Reva's rampage. No We're calling it Reva's I rampage. I was like a fly on the wall. Saw Reva. She's upset about her sandwich. She asked me if it was hers. I don't see a sandwich. She got her sandwich, I thought, and then she got a hamburger. Oh, no. <laughs> she came back. The lady then, Reva got the money back, and then the lady's at the counter. And what she does is she's like, how did I mess that up? I put the order in. She goes to talk to the cook. She's like, did I order this wrong? I know the menu's changed. And the Those cook's people like, were being really nice yes. also. And the, lady go, and yeah. the cook's like, no, 
that was a chicken sandwich. I made it. And, and so the lady goes, it was, and then she opens it up and goes, and she opens the container and goes, this is a chicken sandwich. She goes, I'm going back out there. And then she just stormed. I was like, uh-oh. She's going to go. Reva is not going to be happy to see her. And I, don't, I didn't follow her out. But, yeah, she was generally concerned that she really messed yeah, the order up. Yeah. She put it in the computer wrong. And she tried to sort out how she can order it properly next time someone orders a chicken sandwich. And then the cook was like, no, you did it right. This is a chicken sandwich. Reva was gaslighting the fuck yeah. out of those people. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> For no reason at all. This is a fucking hamburger. <laughs> this is a fucking hamburger. <laughs> she was so mad. I was like, I, I thought, should I step in and just be like, I'll let me have it. I'll take it out to her. I'll deal. I was like, I, I'll just sit here and have my beer. But... So I could have helped, but I didn't. But yeah, the lady was concerned that she messed up Reva's order. Yeah, she they were really bad. nice she felt people. Bad. But then she was mad at Reva. Then there, she was like, "I'm going. I'm getting that twelve dollars back." She went back out there to get it. It was funny. Yeah.